We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday, 11.02 a.m. Eastern. We just wait for some few more people to file in. Here's my co-host, Mr. Chris Persianen. How are you? Good, man. What's going on? Uh, How are we doing? Good, good. Uh, Good good game last night. Uh, Nice to get a win, even though it doesn't count. you know, it's funny, the, the timeline, and Andrew, we're going to cut all this out. <laughs> the, the timeline was very was very um, mixed. mixed. A lot of mixed reactions on the timeline last night. Um, some positive, some negative, some in between. That's Nick's Twitter for you. Um, but, you know, looking forward to discussing what we think is going to happen this season. Uh Saw some things yesterday during the week, some predictions, and all I got to say is some people, man, some people have gotten PTSD for real. Jake, <laughs> Jake, man, what's going on? Uh, Love tapping in with you last night. Uh, yeah, I was definitely, I was definitely in the spaces last night, way later than I should have been drinking, drinking way, <laughs> drinking way more wine than I should have. But um, yeah, so we'll just give, we'll just give like two more minutes, and then we'll, we'll officially kick off. No yeah, problem. In the meet, yeah. Go I, ahead. I, I, I was there last night. It was uh, fun. Um, there's something about like I don't know. Let, let's go to Yankee World for a second, right? Like when you pay money to go to a Yankee game, like you're expecting to leave there with the win, like you just are. You know, like that's how, that's the Yankee fan. As a Met fan, I can say like that is the Yankee fan way. Is like you go and you expect the win because the team's just historically been that good like yesterday last night it felt like a a day at the ballpark for me you know like i went in i was like we're gonna beat this team um there's no debate about it because thibodeau is a sicko and he's gonna play the starters deep into the fourth quarter while they have like Kiefer sykes out there so you know we're winning this uh let's just enjoy the ride and i was a couple minutes late (laughs) i get i'm like getting through security and I start hearing all these cheers, whatever. I check my phone, and then 
uh, eventually then I, I get to like a TV in the building and they're up like 23.5 and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, it was, it was like, that's that. We can just enjoy now. You know, game's over. Um, and they came right back in it, of course, as happens to us, but it didn't matter. We uh, held strong through through that and did not we we bent but did not break so you'll you'll take it absolutely uh so the funny thing is like i was running around like doing some errands and then i looked up and i saw the game started and i was like crap and then i looked and then like i turned the game on i saw it was four to two and i was like all right whatever and then i turned away and then the next thing i know i came back and it was 23 to five and i said what happened what happened and it's like you said once that happened, you were like, "All right, this this is in the bag." Well, not in the bag, but like, I, you know, the, I don't. The band aids like, are ripped off. Like, yes, like, yes, and I don't think that um, I don't think that the Washington Wizards were going to necessarily fight, fight their way, fight their way back. Um, try to expound too much effort to claw their way back out of a preseason game. It's like, oh, right, you know, we'll give it a good college try. But after that, whatever. All right. Um, all right. So I guess we can start. So now, Andrew, if you're listening to this in post-production, you can start now. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to KFS Study Hall. I am your host, Sean Hardy, a.k.a. Sean for W. Uh, glad to be here on this beautiful Saturday morning um, with my Knicks fan, friends, graduate community. And we are a community. And I'm joined by my co-host, uh, my, well, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Chris Persiani. Chris, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, man. I'm here. I'm I'm locked into Knicks basketball. Uh, first thing, wait, waking up after going to a game, which is usual for me. So, you know, that's uh, how things go. I was probably, I was honestly going to get like a rewatch of the game up just to have play and while we talk here to get myself in like the mood, you know, but um Nah, I was there at the game last night. It was a nice environment at MSG. Uh, I definitely got a lot of looks from people on the nastier side of things. Um, And I think that was regarding their confusion as to why I was cheering at a preseason game like it was game six of the NBA Finals. Uh, so yeah, that, that happened. (laughs) Um, people, (laughs) I I didn't get a warning this time, but can I tell you the amount of usher warnings I've gotten at Madison square garden exclusively for cheering and and standing and like, or, you know, I, I actually got seats in the last row of a section last year on purpose so that I wouldn't block anyone's view. If I got excited and stood up, I just, I love this team, man. I'll be here any time of the day talking about them, but it's certainly a pleasure when it's a nice Saturday morning and I get to do it with my guy Sean. So let's get it cracking. Listen, man, do not get kicked out of Madison Square Garden this season because you are that guy being overly. I mean, I listen. We love the energy and we need a good energy, but again, we don't need you on a hit. We don't need you on an usher hit list. Like on the, on the Dolan, on the Dolan list. <laughs> Yeah, no. Stay off stay off all the list. All right. Listen, so, I I think I don't know when I'm allowed to gonna be allowed to announce this to the timeline, but when I'm going to Nick Games this year, let's just say how do I how do I tease this to y'all? Let's say I won't be allowed to cheer for anyone when I'm at Nick Games this year, including New York. How about that? I think you've said it without saying it, and that's all you can say. So I will not say but while saying congratulations in advance for what I think the news that is that you're referring to. Thank you, man. All right. So, uh, again, good morning. Um, just shout out to everyone in here. Shout out to uh, Jake. We were on the spaces last night. Have a good conversation. Shout out to Jaden. Welcome. Shout out to Baby Yoda. Shout out to Shoe Buckets 316. Zach Horowitz in the building. Lee Mellick in the building. Let me know if I spelled that right. Wally, welcome, 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 welcome. Green Panda, Oscar, and Johnny, welcome. Thanks for being here this morning. SQ, good morning. Thank you for being here. So shout out, sh- shout out O too. Shout out to O as well. Shout out to everybody. Oh, I didn't even see Wholesome O. Yo, what's good, brother? Good to see you in here. Uh, so this is our, this is gonna be our last space before the regular season starts. So we figured that we might as well get these um predictions that are sure to go wrong off. Let's get these let's get these on wax now. 
and you can hold us accountable for them if we if we get them wrong and if we get them right we can victory lap like crazy on you uh so tonight today we're going to go over the prediction we're going to make and i i gave uh chris a heads up is opening night lineup uh team mvp team's most improved player six man of the year our record after our first 10 games and our final record and position in the eastern conference so First, let's get with the easy one out the way. And I have no idea what Chris has said uh, or what his predictions are. So if we butt heads, that'll make some, for some great radio. And then also, if uh, and then after that, we'll get your thoughts on these predictions as well after we go through all of them. So in about after we're done, raise your hand, request to speak. We'll bring you up. Also, if you want to share something, but you are um, – but you don't want to necessarily share it on stage, you can DM you can DM myself or you can DM Chris and we will have it up there. We'll, we, we will uh, share it. Or or just tweet at us. Tweet at tweet at us uh, or the Knicks Film School account. We'll post it at Jumbotron and we'll, we'll answer that question for you or discuss your point as well because we try to be inclusive here. Um, yes, sir. All right. So with that, without further ado, let's get into opening night lineup. Um, since I'm a Yankee fan, you're a Met fan. You get to go first since you're the visitors. Wow. Who's your <laughs> – hey, one team's playing and one team isn't. I'm the home you're team. You're right. Player. You're right. But wow. God, listen, I, listen <laughs> I don't – for the record, and I've told you this and I've told Andrew Claudio this, I am not one of those Yankee fans that hates the Mets. Like, I don't think that makes any sense. They are – we both franchises don't have a rivalry in the sense that like they've never had to play each other for something that mattered, you know, like besides like the world series 22 years ago. So I don't hate the Mets, but I do recognize who's big brother, who's little brother, but that's as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes. So shout out to all my Mets fans out there. Big up yourselves. You had a great year next year. You know, you got to believe all that good stuff. All right. Opening night lineup versus Memphis, Chris. I will pass it over to you. Brunson, Grimes, Barrett, Randall, Robinson. I'm sticking with my take that Quentin Grimes will start game one. Um, listen, I I cannot buy the negative, you know, juice that. We are going to see Evan starting with Brunson. I, I don't think they've been abysmal defensively. I do think Tibbs is going to start Grimes. And I'm feeling better about this than ever after last night's game in which he had that starting lineup in and he subbed in Grimes uh, for, for, I think, Cam to give him to give Grimes a look with that starting lineup. And I didn't see Evan play as many minutes with them, you know, in that second half as Grimes did. So... Uh, you know, whether maybe Evan starts games and then Grimes takes his spot in that lineup to close them. But, and I, you know, my prediction is wrong, but I, I think Grimes plays the role of the starter on this team. And the rest is just chalk. So, yeah, that, that's Thibodeau for you. Absolutely. So, really, this question, as I thought about it more, is the, the question was. Not necessarily who the starting lineup was going to be. The basic came down to like who's going to start a shooting guard for right. You, you you cancel the constants, you know, <laughs> cross yeah. out the top and bottom, put a line through them, and yeah, that's that's what you got left. So I'm actually going to say that Fournier is going to start simply because this franchise under in the Leon Rose administration never makes the easy decision. Like this decision that's like, oh, you know what? This kind of makes sense, and this would kind of like you know help out here. But he's like, no, we can do. We're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. Like for example, after we blew the game against the Nets last season before the All Star break, the easy, the 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 optical decision would have been, you know what? Let's just call it. It's not working. Play the kids. See what happens. What's going that that and call it a day. We don't. The easy decision. The, the one that would make the most sense is just to st start Grimes and see what happens. But we're not going to do that for whatever reason. So we're going to – I believe we're going to start Fournier. I guess we will find out next Wednesday night who, who's right or who's wrong. I feel like I would, I would like to be wrong here, but we'll see what happens. All right. Next, the teams – we'll start backwards. The team six-man of the year. 
Uh, I so this so Wolf Will Walton. Now so I'll go first. So for six men of the year, I actually have Derrick Rose nice. because it, go ahead. No, I said nice. I said I think over the off season, um, there was a lot of talk about potentially moving off him, potentially you know this and that. Uh, and I almost thought in a, at a certain point, you know, throughout the Donovan Mitchell negotiations, when I heard at first that Utah was like looking to get him, I thought they might do it, and then Utah would trade him for another pick. But then Han came out and was like, "Hey, they're not trying to trade him." So I feel like Rose got kind of wrapped up in trade talks this off season, and people forget that. You know, I, I hate to get corny here, but like this is the guy that came in with that magic two years back and and saved like saved quote unquote the year, but really like made the year. You know, so having him off the bench in the shape that he's in is just awesome. Like I love this pick for you because he's kind of gone not under the radar because you know the D Rose stands always keep him relevant, but like yeah, it's been a little weird this summer. So I, I like this pick. I like the positive take. Yeah, I just realized yesterday, like, especially after yesterday's game, like, this, like, we really miss Derrick Rose, and he is, he's the engine that makes the second unit go, which is crazy that we're depending on a 34-year-old point guard to do that, but that's why I think will be the sixth man. Uh, who's your sixth man? Yeah, so I feel like most people uh, are going to expect me to take IQ here. I'm actually going to go a different direction uh, with my agendas. I'm going to say that the, you know, the most valuable bench player, maybe not the guy who plays the most minutes off the bench, but who, you know, the most impactful, most important guy in that second lineup is the guy that's going to not physically stir the drink out there, but, you know, be out there always moving, always grooving. It's Mr. Obi Toppin. Uh, I think this is the year where, you know, he's had a couple off seasons to really get prepared for what his role in the NBA is. His role in the NBA is also becoming closer in that Venn diagram with what he's good at. He's no longer seemingly being tasked exclusively with being, I'm trying to not be disrespectful here, but like Torian Prince. Like, I I don't know. Tibbs was like, yeah, I'm going to play him the exact 10 minutes a game his entire rookie year that Leon's making me, and I'm going to sub him out the second he crosses 10 minutes in one second because uh, this kid stinks. And then Derrick Rose was like, dude, you got to start getting rebounds or else you're never going to play. And then the next year, Ovi, like, you know, really just came into his own at the end of the season, averaged as throughout the season as a starter. Of course, we know a lot of the games were at the end, but in 10 games as a starter last year, he averaged about 20 10 and three assists like three whole assists which i think really shows his playmaking ability i've been highlighting his pat i wasn't even in love with him as a prospect pre-draft but i was like wow this kid is smart and he can pass um and then ever since that is rookie year I, I can't wait until he has like the strength to work in the post i finally think we're getting there i think you're seeing his body control really improve he looks notably more fluid out there uh, we know Johnny Bryant took him an IQ for hot yoga this summer, and I'm really buying that. Like, Obi looks great athletically out there, and he always has, but now it's like that frame is moving and, and bending a little differently than it used to. Um, and that's going to be great for finishing. That's going to be great for attacking the rim from, from different sorts of angles. And, you know, we know he works with a point guard. He's going to have Rose again all year. And quickly, he's in that lineup, too. They have great synergy. I just see Obi being the most impactful bench guy for us this year. I think Nick fans were expecting that from him in year one because we took him eighth overall and he was older. But I don't know. People talk about how tough it is to go from you know bench player to starter role wise. Like you got to add a lot of stuff to your game. But think about being Obi at Dayton, never doing any dirty work, just getting the ball every time and going to work, and then coming to the Knicks and it's like you got to box out and get rebounds at a perfect level or I'm not letting you touch the floor. I'm not saying that's not things you should have known how to do, but like at an NBA level, it's different. Different bodies to work with, right? You're not playing Matt, the future lawyer anymore. Like You're playing Rudy Gobert, who has the full intentions of like knocking you over like a little boy. So uh, I got the, the slow transition for Obi. Uh, but you know, now I'm getting to the point where I don't just expect better play from him. I, I know it's coming because I know he's that good. And I know that Tom Thibodeau's usage of him has kind of been the narrative on him thus far throughout his career. This is a super marketable guy in New York city who is literally dunking royalty 
Like his 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 but it's in his blood to be dunking royalty, and then he came out and won a, a dunk contest, and everyone's just like, "Yeah, but he can't even play for the Knicks. He's all right." It's like we got to be better than this as fans. I I understand other fan bases not watching Nick games, but you know we we should be pushing Ovi to the moon. So I'm I'm doing it right now, and I think he's going to be our most impactful bench player this season. From your lips to God's ears, uh, I, I I think that uh. I think I think that he can be a most impactful. I think he definitely is in the running for me, um, which is a good segue to our next award, which is most improved player. Uh, I will different. We'll switch now and go to you. Who do you think will be our most improved player? And I think we may have the same answer here. So, most improved in terms of the John had the same question for for the mailbag to specify. Most improved in terms of like, let's say we're talking two K ratings. I know I hate doing this, but let's 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 stoop to that level for a second. If we're talking about players in terms of two K ratings, would most improved be the person who added the most overall points or the the highest percentage? Like for example, for me, we know Mitch is good, but I he's my pick for most improved this season because from last season, it's going to be pretty easy to build on that. He was out of shape because he came in hurt and he was focusing on trying to build his body up, but he did it while hurt and he ended up just messing up his, his body fat and percentage. It, it, it wasn't great. He needed better people around him at home. He just didn't have them. So he, he came here at, you know, out of shape and hurt. Not a great combination. Um, I'm not faulting him for being hurt, but he could have done a million things better about it. It led to you know, more Noel starts than we ever wanted to see. Um, and, and Mitch getting really tired and winded. I think based on that last season, also like the fruit for him is really low hanging. Like if he starts setting solid screens 80% of the time, that's a very vast improvement from 10% of the time. So like I, my pick for most improved this year is Mitch. I think he's going to buzz on the boards on both ends. We saw it last night against Gafford. Uh, he has those matchups that he just dominates on both sides of the floor. And I think that guys like uh, freaking, you know, Andre Drummond that, like, are beating him for a full game basis, like, will no longer bully him like that because he's in shape and he's bulked up now. And I've got Mitch for most improved in terms of, you know, like, actual most improvement from last season. But if you're talking about, like, as a player who I think will get better the most throughout this season, um then I got to go Quentin Grimes. I just think, you know, most improved is, is usually about the the stat sheet here. And, and he's going to be in not, maybe not a featured role offensively, but for Tim's standards, he's going to be in a featured role, right? So whether he is the guy on the bench who plays the most minutes or a starter, which is what I, I think he'll just be like a technical starter this year. You know, even if he doesn't start the games, he will play more minutes than Evan, like every single game. Uh, yeah, I've got Grimes, you know, taking the biggest jump from last year to this year. I think reps on the court are really important for getting better in the NBA, and it's why I want our young guys to play. I don't just like like seeing them play better than the vets. Like I do, but that's not it. Like it's genuinely productive to play them. Uh, he's gonna get those minutes this year. He worked a lot over the summer. Mister John Macri had a chance to talk to his trainer over the summer. We got an actual look inside what they're doing. It wasn't just workout footage uh, where he's draining every shot. We got to look into what they're what they're actually working on with QG. Um, and I, I've expected a, a good year from him. He's just so solid, man. This kid is so solid. I know in Nickslandia, we are generally afraid to have high hopes for our prospects. We'll have them and keep them quiet or we'll have them and, and be like, no, you can't say that, whatever. The Nick players are never good. It's a it's a thing we do. and It's annoying. I think um, QG should be someone that starts to break that mold with how good he was defensively last year. Like We want to be a fan base that values defense. This kid should be like our lord, bro. This kid last year, like non-NB, non-Nick, analysts were posting clips like draft guys that i follow were posting clips of him being like yeah so i know i had quentin grimes number 50 overall but i'm pretty sure he's gonna make an all defensive team in his career like it was so awesome to see people actually watching games and realizing he was really good you know meanwhile you have a lot of nick fans who just 
hear someone on ESPN go, I'll send him out for Donovan Mitchell, you know, whatever. And, and oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I was waiting for you to get to that. I was waiting for you to mention that the fact that he's Mr. Untouchable, you know, Clay Thompson 2.0. Well, see, that's the thing with Grimes that I think is the false narrative. I never just sit here and I'm like, fake news. It's not true. But I seriously think it's a false narrative that um, Quentin Grimes was untouchable. I think the situation was as follows. The Knicks have two stud wings. Sorry, Cam stands. He is not one of their stud wings. He's one of their young wings. They have three young wings. They have two young stud wings in Grimes and Barrett. They're trading for a small guard in Mitchell. They invested heavily in a small guard in Brunson. They told Utah flat out, we're not losing both of our stud wings. You're getting Grimes. You're not getting RJ. If you're getting RJ, you're not getting Grimes. Because in all of the final iterations of this deal, RJ was apparently included. Grimes was never going to be included. So they kept pushing to get him and RJ. And the Knicks said, no, you're getting RJ. You don't get Grimes. So, of course, someone interested in spinning an angle on this says, oh, Grimes was untouchable. But someone less interested in spinning an angle on it, like Begley, who's reporting throughout this whole saga, was that Grimes was in trade talks is not going to tell you that he was untouchable because he just wasn't. How did we end up lit- relitigating the freaking Donovan Mitchell trade again? Ah, we it's, it's the thing that you just, did it. You, you did it. You're, you're right. You did okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yes. I. Oh, God. Whatever. Look in the mirror. Okay. It's the man. Right. It's the man in the mirror. All right. I. Right. Listen. Okay. I was saying <laughs> about Mister Tongue and che- about Mister Untouchable because I agree with you. The idea that he was un- was untouchable, like that's not what happened. But anyway, Clint Graham's a good shout. My personally, my uh, most improved is I like your 2K analogy of like your overall rating went from like 60 to like 90 or something like that. Um, like, for example, last year, John Morant won it. I think that was bogus because John Morant is already good. I think it Jordan was. Poole should have won it because Jordan Poole went from the freaking G League to like a legit contributor on a championship team. Um, so for me, my, my yeah, most but, but, but the cool dogs, dude. <laughs> and looking good for <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, you're right. It's the highlights. And, and, and like, <laughs> no, but like, am I like all these awards are very narrative based? Um, which is why my pick for this award is Obi Toppin. Well, the Knicks' most improved player um, is Obi Toppin because, as we have said, we said last week, Obi is now going to make the situation between him and Julius untenable to the point that the team may have to choose one by the All Star break. And I think he's this kid. Well, if he gets, and you've done you've done the exercise, you've all done the exercise. If this kid gets his twenty minutes a game, he's going to do things. He's just going to do good things repeatedly, and he's going to do so much of these good things that when you do these good things in New York, people get noticed. You get you get noticed. So I think if you, I think at the end of the season, if you take a poll of who will be the most improved player i think most people will say obi simply because it'll be like we remember like you said like you said he got 10 minutes a game about a second more he went from that to wow this guy's really a contributor on a knock on wood playoff team but quentin grimes is absolutely a good shout um i think that quentin grimes's floor was higher than obi's because we all remember the first year uh his rookie year those 10 minutes he was just like he would just come in be terrible and leave so I think that's what that'll play into why people why it plays into why I I, I think he's uh, I'll be be a most approved player. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about Factor. Factor makes it easy to eat clean twenty four seven with fresh, never frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves you time by delivering chef crafted meals to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep. Not to mention cleanup. No dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. And with 29 meal options each week, I'm never bored. Going off script for this next part to tell you just how convenient and delicious I've found Factor. My to-do list is usually never-ending. I rarely have time for meal prep. When Factor sent me a box to test out, I chose the extra protein option. They sent me a week's worth of meals, and I had no idea just how convenient this was going to be. 
Each meal comes pre-prepared. You just put it in the microwave for two minutes, wait another two minutes for it to cool down, and boom, in four minutes, my meal is ready, and it's delicious as well. Last night while I was editing this podcast, I heated up the pork shepherd's pie with white cheddar, Yukon mash, and roasted green beans. Not only was the prep time non-existent, but I was able to get a lunch break in and still get the podcast out for all of you to hear without taking a significant break. They have plenty of other meal options as well. There's vegan and veggie meals, keto, low-calorie options, cold-pressure juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, the one I chose, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh my god! Ow! Oh! Ouch! Oh no! It's a bloodbath in here! There's gotta be a way to keep my dagger clean and shiny safely than this! This is what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Which is why I now say thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 6 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL. It's time to end the days where shaving your balls becomes the final scene of a horror movie. The folks at Manscaped have the perfect package for your package to get this done. The -the below-the-waist grooming leaders have a fourth-generation performance package. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, liquid formulations, and two free gifts. Spooky season is here and Manscaped is getting you set, starting with the Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Also included is their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer is here to whack your weeds and any goblins that come your way. Both the lawnmower and the weed whacker are waterproof. So in the comfort of your own home or in wild waters, these tools are your best friends. Speaking of your best friends, don't forget to give your testies besties the love they desire with Manscaped's liquid formulations. First is the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Hey, you put deodorant under your armpits, why not put deodorant on your balls? And can't forget about the Crop Reviver Ball Reviver to give your boys a boost. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Spend spooky season using the best tools for the job at Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FILMSCHOOL. 
Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean during spooky season at Manscaped. Moving on to uh, MVP. And for me, I think our most valuable player this year will be Jalen Brunson, simply because he is just going to make everyone else's job easier. It is so refreshing to see somebody who can dribble, someone at his height, at his position, who can dribble into the paint, finish in the paint, or decide to find somebody and play make and actually shoot. We haven't had a guy at the one that can do all three of those things in a long freaking time. So while he may not be the – some people say he's going to be the best player on the team. I don't necessarily know about that. I'm going to say you're wrong. But I think the most valuable player, the player that we say, like, when we look back at the end of the season and said, who is the guy that was most responsible for our success? I think it's going to be him because he is just going to make everyone else's job easier. And – this is, and it's been mentioned before, he is going to make it easier. He's going to improve the relations and the communications between the coach and the players. Because as he's as he's basically his uncle, he speaks Thibodeau, and he can get that message across. It's very similar to how Derrick Rose speaks Thibodeau and can say Obi Toppin, hey, you need to do this, this, that, and third, or you're not going to play. Chris, who do you have for your Knicks MVP this season? We finally agree. I also have JB. Um, listen, you guys know I love RJ Barrett. It's nothing against him. You know, like Twitter is the place where, you know, you say something and it gets interpreted into a whole entirely different sentence. So I got to clarify nothing against RJ Barrett. Um, I still think he makes his first all star team year five. I've been saying it since he was much younger. Uh, you know, I don't think in his first three years he puts anything on the board that is of all-star caliber. He actually proved me wrong because Julius disappeared as the team's number one option. He, like the avatar, you know, was was born and to save to save the day uh, and come in. And he's the one the world needed, you know, whatever. Um, and he did get up, you know, a, a stretch of all-star caliber play to an extent uh just when he had the ball in his hands that much but you know now this season i see him having an all-star caliber season but not one that people are like league-wide he's got to make the team i think that's next year uh this year the guy i see actually being like an all-star whether you know like i said the same thing about fred van vliet for the 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 rafters with uh just how much he'd have the ball and, and be initiating and scoring there, kind of like a versatile role where the averages will come out looking good, but he'll also have those big 40-point nights that get him in the you know, the highlights. Uh, I think that's like Brunson this year. You know, Tibbs has spoken to his ability to score when we need it, play make when we need it, be that versatile offensive guy who you know, can do all of those things and, and well. You, know, you just were talking about how nice it is to see someone like him on the Knicks. You just spent so many years watching other teams – have these guys, you almost like subconsciously forgot we're allowed to have one of these guys that like does stuff on the court that's like star looking, <laughs> you know, just, just just appearing like someone who really knows what they're doing out there and is really good. Um, he, I think the only time we're going to see him like ever run into some trouble this season is when he's got a matchup that he just can't physically bump at all uh that's you know we might see him defer a little more in those games but that's okay (laughs) um because he's strong as hell so i'm not sure how many guys are even on that list right uh i think that he will be you know our guy for the team this year just with what we need with how this roster is built in terms of what other talent we have he's gonna be the one that that stirs the drink here uh, and he can score it too, so uh, he, it doesn't hurt. Glad we agree there. And I'm going to set the over under on the. I'm setting the over under on the day that the rest of the NBA realizes that we signed a really good point guard at market rate at New Year's Eve, and I'm taking the under because by December, everyone is going to say. How the hell, or why the hell, 
did the Dallas Mavericks let this guy leave for nothing? Because again, that is not being talked about enough in long NBA circles. It's crazy. It, it doesn't make any freaking sense. The the Brunson 28.8 rebound, 11 assist uh, game on Christmas is going to is going to feed families. That that game is going to feed agendas for for months, um, and it's going to cause a lot of justified talk about why the Knicks got so much flack for giving someone who's the you know say he's the seventeenth or eighteenth best point guard in the NBA right now, giving him the fourteenth highest deal. I just don't get it. Exactly, a lot of people need some crow. A lot of people need some crow. All right, next up, last two questions. Number one. What will our record be after our first ten games? And I have our schedule right here. I have our schedule right here. And now I lost our schedule. Oh, here we go. So here are the next first ten games. We start at the Grizzlies next Wednesday. Home for the Pistons. Home for the Magic. Why does this thing keep moving? Okay, here we go. Home. For, okay, let me start over. At the Grizzlies Wednesday night. Home for the Pistons. Home for the Magic. Home for the Hornets. At the Bucks. At the Cavs. Home for the Hawks. At the Sixers. Home for the Celtics. And then at the Timberwolves. Those are our first 10. Um, Chris, what's our record after 10 games? Oh, man. <laughs> oh man uh to kind of like not not walk in my game through it but kind of like skip through it for me um yeah I, I like it schedules in like two to three game like bricks and just think you know how many wins can we can we get out of those so it, it tries to account for some of the variability you know i think we can have a good start um i'm looking at grizzlies pistons and magic like if we beat memphis game one that'd be nice um, I know we can beat those next two teams, so I'm gonna say two wins out of this, these first three. You know, three and zero is just probably not likely. Um, you got Hornets and Bucks next. Let's split those. So two and one start. Now we're now we're three and two through five. Cavs and Hawks split those two. So oh man, what is what is what is, what is this? Uh, three and one and two. Four and four and three, uh, then Sixers, Celtics, oh, Timberwolves. After that, Jesus, what what a what a little run Mister Silver gave us there. Um, but Timberwolves is that tenth game. I'm gonna say they grab. Yeah, I'm tempted to say seven, dude. Is this bad? <laughs> I'm gonna uh, Celtics. Well, I'm gonna go six and four. I'm gonna go six and four. I think they're actually gonna win some a good amount of these games against teams like Atlanta. They can beat um, Atlanta, Charlotte, Orlando, Detroit, or Memphis. One of those two. Um, Philly, maybe. But like, yeah, give me, give me, give me six and four. They're gonna lose to Milwaukee. Uh, they'll lose to to Cleveland in Cleveland because uh, those fans are going to be booing us because we thought we were getting Donovan Mitchell because everyone told us we were. What a, what a crime. Um, <laughs> yeah, give me six and four. Okay. Um, so I have five and five. Which I think is apropos for this team this season. I don't think well, – I think we're going to – I think – and I think that that's foreshadowing to um, what I think our final record will be. But I have us. I'd have us splitting the first two games. Either we win in Memphis and we lose a home opener or vice versa. Um, <clears throat> because Detroit, very similar to Indiana, will remember that they got that we punked them at home a week a, a week ago and they're gonna come fire they're gonna come and fire it up. So it wouldn't surprise me if we lost the Detroit game. Of course then the narratives will start like, oh look, there comes Detroit. Maybe they might get that 10 seed. By the way, take the Detroit under. Don't buy into them. They're a year away. Um, we Berman, will, Berman's going to come out of retirement with the Ivy and Duran best Knicks. <laughs> oh, that's going to be amazing. Um, so I think we split the first two. I think we beat Orlando because 
uh, they will remember and they will not let Orlando stroll into Madison Square Garden for a third consecutive time and, 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 and beat us. So I think we beat Orlando. I think we beat Charlotte. I'm just assuming we sweep Charlotte so otherwise no, because I think they're going to be terrible. Um, I think we lose to Milwaukee. We split between Cleveland and Atlanta. Uh, we'll probably beat Atlanta. Um, it's funny. We've beat Atlanta in the regular season like six of the last seven games. Interesting. But the five when it counted, that's either here or there. And I think bet- and then between at Philly, Boston, or at Minnesota, we'll get one of those three. So I believe that's I believe that's five because one of Memphis and Detroit, Orlando, Charlotte, uh, one of Cleveland or Atlanta, and then one of the last three. So I think five and five is the record after the first ten. I've seen some seven and threes. I look outside the fan base. I've seen three and three and sevens, two and eights, and I'm just like, oh, you silly, silly children. You'll see. You shall see, but you know, LOL Knicks has to be a thing forever. All right, last prediction, and then after this, we'll open up the floor to anyone who wants to tell us while we're crazy or while we're absolutely right or anywhere in between. Absolutely. Final record and position in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you went first, so I'll go first this time. 45 wins, 37 losses, which I will have us in... Eighth place in the East. What? That wait, forty-five wins is that low? Oh man, this conference well, is about to be nuts. Well, <laughs> this conference is so good. Well, think about last. Well, think about last year. Last year, the Knicks won thirty-seven games and finished eleventh. Meanwhile, the Pelicans won thirty-six games and finished um, finished ninth. So it's very possible that forty-five wins may get us the eighth seed. Um, if it gets as high than that, that's great. But I mean, like you said, this conference, this conference is tough. I'm actually pulling up last year. I'm actually pulling up. Actually, you know what I'll do? I will throw it to you while I pull up my little over unders chart that I made for entertainment purposes only to see if 45 and 37 actually can uh, work for the eighth the eighth seed. I have the standings last year. 45 wins would have been the seventh seed last year in the East. Interesting. Wow. See him. So I wasn't. I, I wasn't that far off. Like the East is freaking. The East is freaking loaded. Like yeah, but the Bulls won thirty. The Bulls won forty six last year. The Cavaliers will replace them. I think the Hawks win the same amount of games they did last year. I, I don't love that team. I think everyone is like, oh, guy who gets stats gets added to guy who gets stats. They will get lots of stats. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I, I think Trey's like a very elite player. Um, I would take him over Dame Lillard today. I would take him over James Harden today. Like I think he's very, very good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that fit with Murray is not going to be as seamless as people are talking about just because one's good at offense and bad at defense and the other's good at defense. <laughs> no, I feel, I'm with you. Like I, I was in a Hawks space yesterday. and Oh, brother. Listen, man, shout out, listen. Shout out to Hawks fan TV. He he knows what he's doing. He's doing a good job over there. And we actually yeah. had and and I'll say this real, as a quick aside. Um, listen, me and Cedric have been talking, fighting, arguing, discussing, chatting um, with Hawks fans for the better part of two off seasons now. And we have a good group of Hawks fans who are like not ridiculous. So like I'm in this Hawks space and we're try we're discussing one of them. You I I think you know Bolu was asking me what what I thought about the Knicks this year, and I was giving my reason take. And then, of course, some stupid Hawks fan got there. was like, I don't think the Knicks are going to win 20 games. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't, why would you expect more than that? And the Hawks fans were like, guys, we're trying to have a respectful conversation. Stop being stupid. And I was like, thank you, because I fully expected it to go left, because it can get toxic in there, but that's either here or there. Um, so I have one two okay so I, like i'm looking at my over unders and i'm like okay i have boston i have boston under 53 wins one two three four five six seven i got seven teams that will win at least 46 games so that's why i think eighth is a possibility wow. eighth, eighth, eighth is a possibility i think um actually yeah i have 46 games i have milwaukee yeah brooklyn uh, Philly, <laughs> listen, 
it will not surprise me if the Brooklyn Nets won 55 games this year. It yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but but let me ask you two things. One, yeah. who's guarding opposing guards for them? And two, who's rebounding the ball for them? Nobody and nobody. That was a lot of silence. There, there it is. <laughs> nobody, nobody. But, but then I will respond to you. Who, when they get to play Sacramento who's coming off their third game in four nights and it's a it's a, and it was a back to back cuz they were cuz they were in Philly back they were in Philly they were in Philly last night and they're tired and it's like the freaking seventh game of a road trip and they just let Ben Simmons just like and Ben just gets to like oh there's absolutely no pressure here and he'll just go off like 29 12 and 17 and like there's going to be a lot of those games where they can just sit between the three of them they can simply just out count yeah. people that's what it is. So no, yeah, regular season, yeah, when they get Sacramento, yeah, when they get Sacramento and Utah and Charlotte and Detroit and Orlando and Indiana and and Portland, they'll run rush out of them. Playoffs is a different story, but that's why I have them. That's why, but uh, so that's why I have teams that will win more than forty five games. I have Boston barely, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly, Atlanta, Toronto, and then either. Cleveland or did I say Miami? Oh, but I say Miami twice. Um, Miami. So just like even teams, I like, think like I'm t- like I like the Miami. He uh, over under is forty and a half. I'm taking the under, but I don't know if they're going to win forty games. I guess it's possible. Um, like I could see the Hawks winning forty four games or forty four. They could win forty five. Uh, you know, maybe Washington gets frisky. I don't know. But I the point is. 45 wins, I think, puts us in eighth place. Um, and, you know, we're in the playing game. And, you know, we win one game on the road and then we're in. Uh, by the way, if you're in a state that's where it's legal, um, the Knicks to make the play-in is like plus money. It's like plus 135. That is free money. Bet that now. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 